Now, our director here, How easy could it be? Neem, he, his name is Neem. He directed the Poseidon Adventure. Wow, this guy keeps the float, as it were. That's a good movie. I've seen that more than twice. Uh, he also did Gambit. But other than that, he did, I don't know, Scrooge uh, in 1970, not a famous one. But in researching this film, I stumbled upon a film called Meteor with Sean Connery that he directed. So I checked it out. I watched the whole thing, you know. It's, uh... You watched uh, Was it about a vegetarian? Meteor. Oh, I thought you said Meat Eater. Meteor sucks. <laughs> I read about that in Dynamite Magazine in 1979. You don't have to tell me how bad Meteor is. That movie, I think it was Bananas. It might have been Dynamite or Bananas Magazine from Scholastic. But, yeah, that's you You saw it on the YouTube? Yeah, I, uh, no, I, yes, I saw it on YouTube, yes. I couldn't find um, uh, Out, Outland on YouTube. So I went to Oh yeah. So I went to the your favorite movie site 123moviesfree.com and found it. And I don't have that. Did? You did yeah. find that there? Holy shit. It was good. Yeah. Man. And um uh the father from I love uh everybody loves Raymond uh you know Joe Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle, yeah. Peter Boyle. He was the heavy. He was the bad guy. Wow, you know, it's really tough to find a movie on one, two, three movies, or movies one, two, three. And you're like, search, Joker, any other movie but Joker. Sorry, you come up nothing. Oh, no, it's not true, Mike. That site has everything. And it has what's in the theater now, and it has stuff that you can't see, that you can't rent from I do not condone We do, we as a podcast do not condone this. We do. This is what you're not. Yes, it is. No, a, we don't. Yes. Mike, we we do not. What authority are you representing, Mike? Okay, now he sees the window is open, right? Remember, he closed the window. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. And then he finds a yeah. surprise bottle of vodka. Oh, from the KGB. Mm-hmm. I guess is it cold? At least with the courtesy to chill it. I guess no. Is some olive. Oh, there we go. Oh, cute. Oh, wait, so he just turned his back and there it was? Well, he woke oh, up in the morning. There. It's tomorrow morning. Oh, there's nothing better to wake and drink. Basically, wake what we Bob. learned tonight is, he, you know, he, he's a, he got lucky. lucky. You know, he, he's, he slept with uh, LaToya Jackson. Yeah, who, who would have predicted that? Maybe the Psychic Friends Network. <laughs> She wasn't yeah, part yeah, of that. Yeah, the classic. Latoya was. No, she was not. You're thinking Before of... she joined the labor. She never did that? She did some kind of cheesy phone thing. Latoya. Maybe right. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so now, of course, Pink Panther Dude is trying to recruit him to be a double agent or a field agent. And Walter's just, just smitten. You know, he's so happy. That he got the offer, but he turns it down, of course. And uh, yeah, he's an American. Yeah, but but it's not just because of the flag. It's like so. So he brought the vodka with him. Oh, that's a great idea! What a gentleman. 
says nothing like a little public park drinking. He goes, "There's lots of money for you," and he goes, "That kind of money is a little too expensive to make." Yeah. So then, Yazkov goes, "Well, what will you do now? Make write your memoirs?" And we zoom in on him because that gives Walter Matthau the whole idea of this film. He notices that the the CIA yeah, photograph. Yeah. And you can tell it's the CIA from that suit, that three that gray three piece suit they all wear. Gulp. <laughs> Gulp. He he didn't take the money shot. Okay, and smile. Yeah. Two, three. Wow, he's already, the Russian guy already had his glass filled. Yeah, that's right. Is that constantly? Like, uh, I, Look, he gets Well, the no, he just has his own bottle. My memoirs. There you go. Camera zoom in. Maybe I will. My birthday is Mike's birthday. Yeah. Uh, uh, Have you been drinking vodka? <laughs> right. We were both. Well, I think it's 100th birthday celebration that happened this year. So uh, we were both born in, in 1920. So I saw his, um, not his obituary, but a news story about him passing away. And I learned that at the time he died, he had $5 million in gambling debts. What? Really? Walter Rathau? Holy shit. Look at that typewriter, huh? Yeah, well, you got to play a record while you type. He texts and hunts like the classic. Okay, Toya is reading it, and she cannot believe he's he's being honest about what goes on in the CIA. And she's like, no, you fucking don't. You're going to get killed. Excellent. Gripping stuff, picturing stuff. Imagine if we, the audience, get to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever. All we get is, uh, like, excerpts, like... Whose dumb idea was it to give a poison cigar to Castro and stuff like that? You see, yeah, this, I, I was wondering whose idea that was. This is like after Watergate, you see, and our perception of the government changed. Like the movies that used to be spy movies like James Bond, now it's like uh, – Three Days of the Condor and Marathon Man and Capricorn right. One. It's all these cover-up films. Yeah. Was Capricorn One the one where they fake the moon landing? They fake a, a landing on Mars. Yeah, was it O.J. Simpson? Yeah, Stars I remember that movie. Peter Hyatt. And I got to tell you, Mike, that yeah, when I you watch that film, O.J. Simpson is not a murderer. He didn't kill anybody. I know. I waited till after the credits. I thought it was going to be like a post credit scene, but no. Right. A post credit uh, scene of him uh, slicing him up. Nope. God, Sam Waterson Young is just creeping me out. Yeah. I can't imagine if he's Bill Waterson, creator of Calvin and Hobbes. Now that he's switched his, uh, switched his file. He's been seen with the leader of the KGB. And, of course, Sam Watterson is like, this is no big deal. Give the guy a break. He's not going to, you know, it's harmless. He switched his file. He shouldn't have done it, but he doesn't want to be a name in a file. 
Yeah. Okay. Now Throughout this whole film, we hear Mozart. That's what this film is all about. And it was Matthau that sort of picked a bunch of Mozart music. Yeah, it's something like going to the movies and watching Walter Matthau and Mozart just kicking ass. Yeah. Like, you know, move over, John Williams. Excuse me, Junkie XL. I want to hear a movie soundtrack. I wanted to be Amadeus Mozart. Who <laughs> was great at right Beethoven. Now is being remembered so that he can li- so that the CIA picks up that he went through a border, you know. He's basically Oh, so he's acting like an ass. Trying to get noticed. He he's fucking with them. Ah. Wait, where is he from? Like where's the office? Is this Dallas? What right? He's in Austria right now. Ah. And this is chapter so the book he's writing, and it's going to Moscow, London, Italy, the you know Ver- Langley, Virginia, Washington D.C. It's uh, yeah. He's fucking. He's really fucking around. He's like the original troll. Right. He's in a data dump. Yeah. yeah. This guy, young guy is Julian Assange. He's like, just give me an idea. Yeah, there you go. He really predicts a bunch of mo- uh, books that were written by former agency insiders. Now, I don't know anything about this except from research, but apparently there's the CIA and the Cult of Intelligence. Actually, that's 74, so it doesn't predate. Uh, decent Interval panicking the CIA and the government and there were many like court cases so yeah is it was there a pro CIA movie it must have been a movie where it's like being in the CIA is cool man and Mark oh. would be in it Mark Wahlberg Who? would be in it Mark Wahlberg he's always yeah Mark Wahlberg funded movies it's so true, and they're they're shot mostly by David Ber- uh, Peter Berg, the director who did just did the Spencer Confidential movie on Netflix. Did you see that? No, but I mean Spencer for hire. Like he was in the movie with the the um the Boston Marathon. He was, yeah, I was just movie, thinking like, that one. Yeah, the one in which uh the three guys are in Afghanistan and they're behind enemy lines. He was in the. Yeah, I think they're both directed by Peter Berg. It makes sense. He did Peter. Yeah. He was in. Yeah, they're like really like the. Ed- do you, Do you remember the the oil spill? Uh, uh in Gulf Three Kings. In the no, Gulf. yeah. Oh yeah, right. Water Horizon, something like that. Deep Water Horizon. So right oh, now, Diner's getting, card. uh passports, driver's licenses, credit cards. He's going to an old contact. I'll say, check out the furniture. (laughs) I am very honored to be performing with uh, Walter Matthau for my only scene in movies. Your consideration. Overcharging you... You know, so this movie, uh, it played on TCM, and it went to the Criterion Collection, mm-hmm. and it's always like a big deal. Yeah. 
Now, here's the thing I said predated. The book that Garfield wrote called Hopscotch predated these uh, tell-all books from the CIA. He wrote 26 drafts of this movie before they settled on this one. (laughs) We got to make this. This movie's got to release by Christmas. This fucking, we'll take this one. Yeah. Now, he named it Hopscotch because that's the children's game, as you know, whereas the player has to retrieve an elusive object while hopping on a sidewalk from space to space. One false step or clumsy move could mean falling and landing on one's backside, as he puts it. Uh, So that's why he, yeah. For our dumber uh, listeners, the novelist is referring to ass. (laughs) Uh, we love you, by the way. We wouldn't be here without you. Best novel of the year. So. It, I'm sorry, it won what of the year? Uh, It won the Edgar Award for best novel of the year. And it was a bestseller. You know, that's why it got made. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll find that book. How cool would be that? Oh, what you're reading? Oh, a book that was based on the 1980 movie. Other way around. No, the the right, but it became a 1980 movie. Okay. This movie's based. Let me practice. (laughs) He is just living the high life, gambling, Mm -hmm. going on, uh, getting an airline ticket, wearing a nice travel hat. Matthew has style, man. He's always the same, like. That's all I need to look like in a suit, like Walter Matthau. Just slubby and presentable. That's it. Yeah. Done. You know? Concord. Yeah. Oh, and that's maybe his his son hooked him up because he was in Concord 79. Right. There's his son right now. Yeah. So Sam yeah, Waterston, got my like Concord. every time he makes a move, Sam Waterston laughs and he's like, it's not funny. And he goes, of course it's funny, Leonard. Yeah, those spies have a wry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. When he takes spy versus spy, that's pretty subtle shit. Yo, spy versus spy cartoon that hits you over the head. I would hardly call it subtle. <laughs> it really pulls the rug out from under you. Here. Into a crocodile pit. Take this ticking bomb. <laughs> Cole, remember the time I saw you like, uh, sleeping, uh, sun bathing and I thought it'd be hilarious if I light a dynamite stick next to you and when I got there you were actually made of dynamite yeah. you were just a dummy made out of dynamite perfect and then not only did I, not only did I blow, out, blow up but my teeth flew out of the explosion and you just stood in the bushes behind me smiling giving the giggling, peace sign giggling you were trying to tell me something but I don't understand Morse code you were saying bye uh, Prohethus, right? The original guy, perhaps. Oh, I don't remember their name. Well, uh, the, the, the the original cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot his name. It begins with a P, which is very exciting for me because I remember that part. And then uh, I remember, I think Peter Kruger, Peter Kruger drew it later because, you know, the, the illustrator passed away and they would have like oh. Chuck Irwin drawing. And then they had this other guy who had a, a, a famous internet, uh, underground cartoonist take over, and he did, like, wood cuttings of it. Wood cut prints. 
that's all I really knew about espionage, the history of spy versus spy comics in Mad Magazine. And then Mad Magazine went under. Thank you for bringing us up to speed. That was 2000, 2019. When, it, when they went out of business, the publisher was mad. <laughs> he wasn't mad anymore. Yeah. So Yeah, he was really mad. They're giving him the – they let him trace the call so that they could find out, you know, he's right here in Washington, the son of a bitch. It's a local call. I mean, he's just playing with them. You see the Capitol building? Yeah. Wow, this movie went all around the world. <laughs> the, Look at that. It, cars parked right by the – I saw a car parked by a fire hydrant. I'm going to call that in. Nine and a half million dollars to make this film, but it made twenty million. So they doubled Damn, it. So many people. So that means twice as many people watch this movie than I would expect. Let's go see a really boring spy movie. Okay. I wouldn't Super call boring it boring. spy movie. I wouldn't call it boring. I know you saw it four times, and God bless you. Did you uh, have you ever seen Death Wish, the director's other movie, uh, the writer's other film? Look at that soda. Life, I, I, in my life, I have seen Death Wish, but it was not impressive. Uh, it was a vigilante movie. What's his name? Right. Peter Bronson. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Yeah. Well, you know, he just was sick and tired of it, and he just started shooting up people that didn't look like him, and he gets away with it. And then the second film were, are the same. And then by the fourth, I think it's a crackdown. Mm-hmm. Death Wish 4, the crackdown. And he's down with busting crackheads. Wow, look at that phone she's got. So, so she's like, hey, I'm fucking around with people. You shouldn't be fucking around with people. It was a very European phone, right? Look at it. Yeah, right. Exactly. It looks like Robbie the Robot's doing a cameo. And reminds me, I need uh, to do the rotary. Yeah, right there, built into the wall, into the middle compartment. They did hop around the globe for this. Uh, Munich, Salzburg, London, Atlanta, and Savannah. Uh, Marseille, France, Bermuda, Washington, D.C. Wow. That's pretty impressive. There's your 9 million. Yeah. And even though they were in D.C., the the CIA headquarters stuff was all filmed in Atlanta. And I think you don't like comedy films made in Georgia. It says at the end credits, special thanks to the Georgia Film Commission. Ahead of its time. Boo, the Florida Film Commission. Yeah, the Georgia film, any movie that's shot in Georgia, and you know what, I do feel bad because the pandemic is like stopping everybody from working, especially in, in the entertainment industry in Atlanta. Like, you know, I had a friend, uh, and I'll, t- I'll talk about her and a movie that we just did that's available uh, in a second. But we, uh, oh, fuck it. Can I, can I plug the movie? Yeah, sure. All right, so you should check out a movie called The Thieves Code. And you can find it on Vimeo On Demand. It's a recent film that 
was going to play a couple festivals, but the filmmaker is just releasing it. Uh, there is a charge on it, uh, but it's a film uh, where uh, my friend is now in Atlanta. Uh, he's a thief, and he is dating woman and a guy, and the guy's a thief, and uh-huh. uh, a lot of shit. And they all, but they both owe money. Not not the woman, but her girlfriend and boyfriend owe money to a mob member, and shit gets crazy. And it's a good movie, and I have a little scene in it. That's great. The Thieves like, Code. Yeah. And there is a the fee, but code. of course you could go to 123moviesfree.com. <laughs> no, <laughs> all right. Do me a favor. Go to 123movies.com. Type in the Thieves Code, you prick. And go ahead and uh, cheat out my buddy Alex Power around the author's movie. Or you could just pay Alex three bucks and watch 60 Seconds of Mike Spiegel in a two-hour movie. What a, what a great treat. I just want to see your clip. Put it on YouTube. I know. I'll, I'll come over here. I'll come over and show it to you. Yeah, and sneeze while you're here. So, <laughs> so now. I bet. <laughs> okay, I, okay I, please. I told you this at the beginning of the film because it's playing out here. When he was in his office being disrespected, told, him, told that he was going to be um, getting a desk job. Uh, he was uh, Ned. Ned Beatty was on the phone with his wife about his second home in Georgia. So Walter Matthau is ah. under an alias, renting the house. Wow, and you got Madeline Kahn as a realtor. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> She's the ugliest Madeline Kahn I ever saw. Uh, all right. I will. I will not respond. I'll let you have the last word. I could think of it. Well, never mind. She's putting right. very yeah. thick the Atlanta accent right now. Let's see if. So I... Atlanta right now is like a hot spot. Georgia, the state, is a hot spot for entertainment, for movies, and a lot of modest budget movies, especially comedies, are always shot there, and they're always cookie cutter and game night. Uh, they just oh. they, they just always are the same thing. Did you see Game Night? That was crazy, huh? Aqua Teen Hunger Force, uh, towards the end, you know, towards their demise, switched to Georgia for price. Yeah, well, you know, we'll put it this way: Adult Swim is part of the Cartoon Network, which was owned by, which would air Hanna Barbera. It was owned by uh, Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. Who, when he bought the Hanna Barbera Library, created the Cartoon Network to play the the catalog he has, and he's from Georgia. He's proud from Georgia. I think that's part of the reason is that CBS and TNT and even CNN, all these Ted Turner companies, are out of his hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. So I think that's probably. But you know, in 1980, these it was cheap to shoot in Atlanta. When we saw the Annihilator, I watched the oh. bonus feature on the DVD. They were saying, like, it cost them next to nothing to shoot in Atlanta. There was no unions there. There was just nothing. So you could get away with, like, just cheap shots. Gotcha. I used to have a job in Marietta, Georgia. No, in Atlanta on Marietta Avenue, and CNN was close by. Interesting. Did you you meet Jake Tapper? I didn't meet anybody. I did walk that street a lot, but I never bumped into uh, any CNN people. Who's, is there a famous CNN person from back then? Uh, back when? Let's see. This was 
2002, maybe? Yeah. Oh, I know who. The one who always, like, you're a killer. You know who I'm talking about? She was on Headline News. No. You killed me. All right. You got it. Well, that's cool. Atlanta. Well, they're not in Atlanta anymore. So he got hoodwinked, right? And Sam's delivering the news to Ned. And he's like, gotta go. Um, well, he, he doesn't know yet that he rented his house or anything. Ra- basically, now they're que- he's questioning Sam Waterson. Water, what's his name? Waterson. Sam Waterson's loyalty, because he really he really likes uh, Walter Matthau's character, and uh, of course they're yeah. playing Mozart, and he's writing Chapter Two in Ned Beatty's house. Ah, uh, and he spilled a beer in his house too. That's yeah. Not... Well, that explains why he has a picture of Ned Beatty. Yeah, and the picture will change as the scene goes on. Ned Beatty will get more angry. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> is that lazy writing? No, it's yeah, cute. That's... <laughs> it's cute. Where was I? Peck, 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 hunt. Peck, peck, pecka, pecka, pecka. I think Jerry Lewis has a better routine than that writer. <laughs> well, uh, Matthew received a Golden Globe nomination. Uh, he didn't win it. For best actor. Huh. Yeah, he seems like a, he seems like he does a good job. I mean, I know we don't have the audio up, and, but he does seem pretty grounded in his character. Mm-hmm. And he still has that star personality we call Matthew Senior. So here he is in Ed, in Georgia, and he's going to uh, try to charter a plane. He's putting on a terrible fake accent right now, pretending he's from Texas, and he's going to barge into the guy's office. He sounds like your person. <laughs> Does he? Hey, y'all, dude. Oh, hey. This guy I know, he's like in everything. Yeah, and Saturday the 14th? I didn't look him up, and I'm sorry about that. He is, has been in everything. No, it's all right. You know, so I watched Saturday the 14th, the DVD. It's on Shout Collection or Scream Factory. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shout Factory. And they have, like, a real loving tribute to the guy. Like, he's a noted character actor, and he's this uh, weird-looking guy. Watch what he does with the money. Watch. Zoop. Swipe. And Walter Matthau is like, may I have my money clip back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, please, just attacked. And this guy's like, you can drop the accent. You know, it's really quite horrible. And he just goes into his Walter <laughs> Matthau voice. Oh, Bart. He wants to charter a plane. Is what this is all about. Gotcha. Now the person. Did you ever watch? Yeah. Go ahead, please. Uh, No, you're talking about real things. I'll tell you later. Go ahead. So, have you ever watched the first season of The Simpsons or The Simpsons and the Tracy Ullman show, where Homer sounded like Walter Matthau? He's like, uh, 
Sophia Loren. You stay away from that Jack Lemon. Really uncanny like Walter Matha. I not scrumpy old men. Or grumpier old men. I forget which which movie had Sophia Loren in it. Grumpy old men or grumpier old men? Grumpier. Yeah. Which one do you do you so do you prefer the sequels? Like do you prefer grumpier old men and do you prefer like another ten yards or analyze that? I mean, it just... It's very <laughs> rare that a sequel is good. As you know, like, there's exceptions like Godfather 2, but it's very rare. But I think that Grumpier Old Men was just as good. I really do. And believe huh. it or not, City Slickers 2 was very good. Hey, was Bruno Kirby in the second one? Uh, no, John Levitz, the one who kept John quoting uh, The Godfather. Yeah, and he was doing Godfather. Yeah. yeah. All right, I agree. Oh, uh, get to watch some live band music action. Ooh, bring on the comic. Get off the stage, band. We want to see the opening act again. Yeah, it's a horrible song. Um, okay, now we're going to meet the the pilot of the charter plane, and it's the stepdaughter of Walter Matthau. Oh, the actress? Yup. Wow. You see... So the whole world was like Matthau's. Walter Matthau was Jewish, oh, and yeah. they had that opening scene in Germany, and he was like, I won't do it, I won't do it, and they're like, Walter, come on, man. Walter. And so he said, I'll do it if you cast my son and stepdaughter, then I'll do it. That was the agreement he made with the producers. Yeah. Yeah, unless the October 1st birthday type of thing you would do. You wouldn't know, Carl. You don't share a birthday with Walter Matthau. I don't share a birthday with Walter Matthau. We were both born October 1st, 1920. <laughs> okay. We just celebrated our centennial birthday this year. We will. Oh, no, we must be 1919. I have one of those birthdays that are at the end of the year, and uh -huh. I always, like, get my date wrong, my age wrong. Where I'm like, oh, let's see, subtract a year from that, I was 12. I'm like, no, you were 11, motherfucker. <laughs> For you were 12 to October. You, your birthday, if it was... Uh... It was October, right? So you always missed out yeah. on presents. They would give you Halloween candy. This is a combination present. <laughs> okay, you see he's got fire, fire, fire. yeah, firecrackers. Well, because he's from Georgia. He's living in Georgia right now. Oh, wait. So he's chartering a plane. He bought firecrackers. Right. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to shoot some punks. Yeah, Charles Bronson, did you ever see the Bruce Willis Death Wish? No, Bruce Willis Death Wish? Yeah, it's directed by the guy who did Hostel. It is one, it's not even a movie. Honestly, it's just like, it, w it would fail as a YouTube video. It was just, it was exactly what you wanted and less, right? He's uh -huh. doing the, he's killing punks. And then they cut to like Sway, Sway's universe on the on Celestial Radio or whatever satellite radio, and they're like, "Did you guys hear about this guy, the Bruce Willis killer? It's this guy looks like Bruce Willis and he's killing punks." Mm -hmm. And that was the whole movie was like cutting to 
nationally known real life radio personality. I'm Man Cow in DC. What's up with the Bruce Willis killer? And it's just not, you know. I assume. And then at the end of the movie. What's that? I assume that I should not rent it. No, I, I would not recommend it. If you want to see a weird Eli Roth movie, he did a children's movie shortly thereafter, The Clock in the Wall, The House with the Clock in the Walls, which was pretty good. It's kind of a scary kids movie. Mm-hmm. So if you had to watch a recent Eli Roth movie, I would go with the kids movie. So now on purpose, Walter Matthau is calling uh, Latoya Jackson, and <laughs> and he's insulting the CIA guy that I, he knows is listening. And it's also that they can trace his call and find out that he's in uh, Ned Beatty's house to piss off Ned Beatty. And he's saying, they'll never take me alive. I'm armed to the teeth. Oh, no. So they're going to swat the house. Right. Classic. He's ahead of his time. He's leaking information online. He's doxing people. Hello, pizzeria. I would like 200 pizzas delivered to Ned Beatty's house. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Beatty. One regular coming up. Well, yeah, I, the usual for for Matthau. <laughs> Ned Beatty. Oh, for Ned Beatty. Yeah, because he's at Ned Beatty's house. So there was a an Actors Guild strike at the time in which they were promoting this movie, and uh, he made a promotional appearance. And so they called him the Guild. He almost lost his SAG card over that. Like, no this, shit. yeah, the Landu production guys got a special permit, not that they could break the strike, but they did it under a, a, like a wrong company name or something. Anyway, he the charges were dismissed, but it was a big deal at the time. Well, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but, see, too. he finds he out that it's his house now, and he's going to be furious. He's going to look like that picture. Yeah, if you look at him. <laughs> I like Ned Beatty. The balls! <laughs> <laughs> now look what My he crackers. Oh, he's gonna. So it looks like there's gunfire. Right, and there that will mean they're gonna shoot up Ned Beatty's house. That's the whole joke. I got this idea from white spies. Mm-hmm. Carl, do you remember the time we were spies and we lived next door, and you looked into my window and you saw me sleeping, so you yeah. went to show up with a bear claw. Right. And. Uh, when you went to put it on me, I was actually the mechanical bear claw, and I, I get you, and then I that's popped it. out of a window doing the peace sign. Yeah, that's the day I became the black yeah. spy. Yeah, that's right. You were the black spy. Although you one, you you gave me your come up as in the uh, title panel, but the main comment <laughs> I, I, I won the day. Your come up in. <laughs> So the oh, originally going to star Warren Beatty, and uh, Latoya Jackson was going to be um, Jane Fonda, believe it or not. Oh. And it was going to be a much darker spy thriller kind of thing. Well, Three Days of the Condor, that was that was Warren Beatty, wasn't it? No, that no, was that was Robert Redford. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had like a falling out with uh, Warner Brothers, a big fight or something, and it got all ruined. This is what... He's kind of a weirdo. Like, there's very few people like Warren Beatty where he has complete control of the product and you get a film once every decade. And yeah. They're usually, like, noteworthy of its bizarreness, whether it's, like, Town & Country or Dick Tracy or... I recently saw Dick Tracy from Netflix uh, DVD, yeah. and it was very good. It was very good, and it was very stylized, and they were trying to look like a cartoon, and it it worked. Everything was uh, uh, the art direction was interesting. Um, it was pretty good. Yeah. Did you like? I I read the comic, and I've seen all the related Dick Tracy shit throughout the years, but I never really saw a color coded thing like that. Where you know, right. he was definitely color. He looked more like the Yellow Kid than like the Dick Tracy comics. But yeah, you know, it was a, it was a decision. There was some really good. There was it was well casted though. I mean, that's the best part of the movie is, is just watching Al yeah, Pacino and it, was, uh, it had um uh Dustin Hoffman. D well, it had Dustin Hoffman, but it also had Godfather. Uh... Al Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino. No, different Godfather. He Al Pacino yeah. did a really good job in that film. It was really star-studded. The only thing I'm serious now. The only thing was Madonna. Uh, people always say she didn't light up the screen, but she really didn't. She looked very. She looked like she didn't belong there. She just looked like a regular person in amongst oh. all these stars. I don't know. It's weird. You would figure, like, just the fact that it's a superstar Madonna would be the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be like, wow, I can't believe that there she is on the screen. All right, so they're timing this perfectly, right? Like, he, he got the, oh. Now he's going to shoot now, his own father. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. He pulled out a gun. He's not going to shoot his own father. But his father is going to kidnap him. Interesting. So now Ned Baby's like, stop kill destroying my house! <laughs> he goes, excuse Which me. Which is his attention. That's like sneaking up on a guy shooting a gun. Well, it's his own son, so oh, he, he took him by some... Oh, don't hurt him! I was not cool when I was shooting at a house and my father snuck up behind me and grabbed yeah. my gun. I'm not cool. Grabbed my hair. So Ned Beatty goes, what are they doing? And Sam Watterson goes, they're destroying your house. <laughs> nice. This was the alternative ending to House Party. The somber ending. This is one of the reasons why they wanted to turn the novel into a movie, this scene. Oh, yeah. Now, well, it's riveting. It's a real page turner. There were differences in the book. Uh, in the book, uh, the, we keep saying Walter Matthau, is, his character's name is Kendig. He fakes his own death using a recovered body from a Paris street. That's okay, because it would have ended up in that that, like, uh, Twisted Obsession, Joker. right? Um, yeah, right, yeah, right. So then Taurus would see it. And, and the body, he put all of the, the manuscript of the expose so that it would never get published. And that's a big difference. You know, in this film, 
I won't ruin the ending for you, but the, I'll tell you that the novel gets published. Oh, I figured as much. I was going to say you should ruin the ending for me. <laughs> so I have a cat in the room. Also, the uh, Von, uh, you know, Latoya Jackson is not a love interest. Okay, now, he yeah. bought, watch what he'll do. He's got like a James Bondy spy thing all set up for them. He's waiting for them to follow. And now he dumps oil so that they skid out. Interesting. That is a classic spy move. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. I'm gonna have to do the Spy Hunter video game theme song. Dun 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 dun. Peter Gunn. Part of a cop thing. That's not right. That's Peter Gunn. No, but it was also. Yeah, but the Peter Gunn thing was also used in Spy Hunter in the eighties. So, so I always hear it as a Spy Hunter video game theme song. Okay, now look. He took his son's passport. Now he can never leave Georgia. Right. Stuck there. May I see him papers? I'm sorry. Turn around and go back into Georgia. <laughs> I just want to visit North Carolina in peace. I don't have a map in front of me, so I'm taking a guess. No passport, no North Carolina. <laughs> I'm stranded. I have to get some barbecue. This film made $6 million oh, the first time. weekend. I don't think anything else was playing. <laughs> yeah. Now, his stepdaughter I told you the story. is uh, Lucy Saroyan, and she's the, I don't know, do you know this name? She's the daughter of novelist William Saroyan. Yeah, I think William Saroyan. Did he write about depression? I, I might know about this guy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that author's name, but uh, the internet thought it was important. Okay. Sounds good. There's his chartered ship. Everything is ready to roll. Right. You see that? That was not made out of wood. That was some kind of ore. Right. Well, well, you know, those boats that land on water, you need an oar that gets stuff to the pier dock. You saw her paddling, pier. right? It looked like wood, but it was metal. I mean, it was some kind of oar. Oh, interesting. Is there even room for a giant stick in that plane? <laughs> no. So now he told her he wanted to go to, uh, I don't know, and now he's going to Bermuda instead. And we find out that he's also a pilot. He's like, can I drive? <laughs> of course he's a pilot. That's, that's, that's day one in CIA school. Right. So you're right about baiting, wadding, creative control and everything. He said, we're, no, 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 we're changing this to all take place in California. Yeah. His films are, like, notorious about that. It just takes years of development, and he has to do it his way, and it just becomes kind of a him thing. So right. I'm glad he skipped out on this one. <laughs> now, George C. Scott was considered for the starring role but uh, the producers were like, he doesn't have enough box office clout to carry this off. 
Oh, give me a break. I guess, well, back in the 80s, we were gaga about Matthau. Now, the stepdaughter says to Walter Matthau, you seem like a great guy. You remind me of my father. And then Walter Matthau goes, that's always my problem. <laughs> well, that serves his class. So they landed in Bermuda. And we're at the Bermuda Reef Inn. Yeah, he's at the Bermuda Reef Inn. Oh, that reminds me of three jokes. Uh, what was the name of the five-star hotel run by a leafy vegetable? It was Let Us In. Well, what was the name of the one-star hotel run by the leafy vegetable? It was... The Endive. Kale, I stay here? Kale, what was it? The Endive? The Endive. So e D I V E. So now Ned Ned Beatty's wife goes, "Here you are, dear. Your hot tea with lemon, just like you like it." And he's like, "I like it with milk." He goes, <laughs> "I should have had her exterminated years ago." Right. Ha ha. Go laugh at that. Now, did you ever right, hear guys? the first <laughs> Monday in October, the film in 1981 with Walter Matthau? Yes. Okay. Of course, that is a yeah. Same. It's the same director. They they went on to make that film. Do you recommend I see that film? Well, it's another stuffy shirt film. I mean, if you like this film, you're gonna love first. I mean, it's one of those weird films where I remember its release, I remember its issue, and I never got around to seeing it. Oh. But it's about uh, the first female Supreme Court judge. Uh huh. Okay. Matthew Matthew is it on the Supreme Court. And I forget who it is. Maybe it's Latoya Jackson, but uh, there is a female Supreme Court, and you know the court starts in the first week of first Monday in October. Ah, okay. So yeah. Gotcha. All right, I'll so read. That interests you? Check it out. Yeah. So um, these passports are authentic. Uh, the State Department um, gave you know worked with the film to give them authentic. As a matter of fact, the director had to lock it up in a safe by contract uh, when it wasn't being used. But they wanted when they do extreme close-ups for it to be authentic looking. Authentic. I think that they went through yeah, yeah. trouble for nothing. Well, I don't know. It's an interesting detail. I mean, you don't need CGI in a movie, but you do need something to be authentic. It's mm -hmm. kind of, you know. It's and a good shortcut. Was. You know, you know exactly what it is and what it is, and then you can move on with the story. And that's why I need set nine million dollars for my movie. Nine point five. Now, investors. Jackson yeah. is a former spy, so she knows Sam Waterson. So he's there to talk some sense into her. Like, listen, I like this guy. He's running circles around us, but he's going to slip up. It's very dangerous, and if the Russians get them before we do, they'll squeeze them. You know, come on, help help a brother out here. Tell him he's got to stop this. So she's going to say, "Well, I just he already wrote a memoir and he's been sending it out." He already that's how they, the they know that they've been getting oh. it. <laughs> Oh, all right. I, I, I figured it was the Postal Service of today where it takes forever. Am I right? Fuck them. Yep. <laughs> it took forever to... That's like, right. I said fuck Pam Benjamin. 
Uh, I think that was a Pam Benjamin thing. Hi, Pam Benjamin. Uh, was it? Bam Benjamin. Listen, go to mutinyradio.fm and hit the donate button or go to Venmo and put in at mutiny, mutiny radio. Help, help a brother out. So Bam uh, Benjamin uh, texted me during our last show saying that joke was – the orange juice joke was very funny. Which joke? Orange Listen. juice? Tell it to me. You know, you know that. Oh, all right. Well, I can't believe I'm going to waste our show's time. But sure. okay, a guy goes into a country club uh, restaurant and he goes, uh, "You serve breakfast?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "You serve orange juice?" He goes, "We serve all kind of juice: orange juice, purple juice." It wasn't a restricted club. Hasidic juice. Hasidic juice. Aren't so, you glad you juice. told that joke? <laughs> NBC bought this film for four million bucks with the provision that if it's a box office hit, they got to pay more, and they did. Interesting. Yeah. But this was an exclusive on NBC. Mm-hmm. Edited for content. Edited for television. Yeah. Back in the day, they would just say edited for television. But there's no curse words in this movie, right? It isn't like. There's a diarrhea scene with Leonard Jackson. No, there's no uh, I gotta do make a poop diarrhea joke scene. <laughs> One of the first uh, Criterion Collection movies to have, I gotta take a poop diarrhea joke. <laughs> Not since the bicycle thief. That's how they caught him. It's a trail of diarrhea from the stolen bicycle ride. The Red Balloon. Remember that film? That was his, bla- his bowel. So... Now, now um, he's trying to make a deal, like a quid pro quo. Like, if if we pool our information, I'll tell you where he is. And Sam Watterson is like, no thanks, bye. And he goes, okay, he's in London. I mean, they want him caught too. <laughs> he's, exposing the C- he's exposing the KGB. So he was rushing his answer, is what you're saying. Ah, he's Russian. Always Russian. Speaking of video games, remember the video game Rush and Attack? Where you can rush and attack? Rush and attack? And you're like in the Soviet Union shooting guys? Play on words. Play on words. So now uh, he tells... um, you know, Walter Matthau's son. He's traveling with your passport. <laughs> it's authentic. You know, I talked to the problem director. Yep, it's authentic. Check this out. The film's producer teamed up with Ted Bergman Productions to develop an hour-long primetime TV series. Interesting. Yeah. I think they could still do that. This would make a good te- good series. Yeah, but the thing is, it has an ending. The book gets published, you know. How will they... I well, mean, it's never stopped streaming television shows anyway. It's based on a book, or it's just a serialized 18-hour movie where they finally get to the end of the last episode. And then it has a second se- a second season, and you go, where the fuck can they go from now? They yeah. did everything in the book. Right. Yeah. I guess that TV show would have been every single every single episode he's outsmarting the CIA and making them look dumb. Right. 
So Netflix will drop this on a Tuesday, seven, you know, eight hours. So you watch eight hours of this, eight episodes, and then it sets up for a sequel, uh, a second season. Yep. What? I'm going to be a father? The end. The end. <laughs> hey, that's funny because that was uh, – gosh, I saw this uh, small – I saw this like short run thing on Netflix where – What's Paul it? Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah, that was, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, uh, living with yourself, where he had the clone. Originally on IMC, which made me nostalgic for the IFC channel, where they would have garbage like that. Independent. Yeah, it was good. It was fine, and they said, and that's how the show ends, and they set it up for a second season, if need be. But if not need be, then you just left on that moment. Right. But it was like. You know, I did feel like I had to sit through. It would have been a great movie, right? And then yeah. it ends with them having the twins given, uh, the clones have. Uh, they learn how to live together. together. Yeah. I'm okay with movies. 90 minutes, an hour, two hours and a half of my time. That's fine. Yeah. But don't so fucking serialize. He just went to an old life. friend from Spy Days, and he's basically trying to figure out how to get a remote control plane together. What's he's wow, what's that crazy Charlie crafted up now? Oh, what was that movie where uh uh Walter Matthau plays like a killer and Mr. Mazurkic or some shit like that? It wasn't I'm not, I maybe I'm mistaken for no, like Charlie Verrick. That was the name of the movie. That is a sick movie. I like that film. Walter Matthau plays a murderer. Yeah, he's like a hitman assassin type of guy. He's like a Jason Statham. Uh huh. I guess I never saw it. Should I put it in my queue? I would. Charlie Burke. If that's still a thing. I don't even know if, uh, well, whatever. Well, if I can't find it on Netflix. Sometimes they give you recommendations. Charlie what? Barrick. B A R R I C K. Okay. Oh, hey, that's they the first reel of the movie. MI5, and they're like, help us find this guy. And he's like, he'll come to the wrong place. And then he goes, well, here he is with the head of the KGB. And he goes, in God's man, I'll help you. <laughs> I know, I saw his monocle drop from his eyes. Yeah. So it's like, he's going to go to a big publishing house to make this um, book. But I think he'll suspect us, so he'll probably go to a smaller, you know, that will think that. So he'll go to a smaller publisher, and, and he's like, what I know, the publishing house's ideas? I'll make a few calls. Call Penguin, right? Avon, Penguin Classics. Penguin. Yeah, hello. hello. I have your latest paperback. They kicked me out of the office of Penguin Paperback. But I was like, listen, not only did I write you a new novel, I designed the, the Penguin uh, cover for you. And they kicked you, you know, out. Like, wow. Yeah. It was for my novel, uh, Bareback, and it figured out Europe. And I, I made the cover with the Bareback in it. And I had a little penguin on it. And they said, get out of the office. <laughs> now, the novel was really a dark... It was a comedy, but it was a dark thriller. And when Walter Matthau got on board, you know, and Warren Beatty was gone, they changed it into this, like, silly, dry comedy to 
fit his persona. And that's another time and Garfield was like, I gotta write another draft. So we did. <laughs> also, there was another director to do this film. Uh, let's see here. Brian Forbes was going to be the director. Uh, but then he had some scheduling conflict. Uh, so so he is a co-writer of this, even though he wasn't the director. You know, I read about that in Brian Forbes magazine. Uh-huh. That Brian Ford was, Forbes was going to be the director. I read about it in, in, in Brian Forbes? Forbes magazine. Oh, in Forbes you read about it. You know, uh, Forbes yeah. declared no, Scarlett no. Johansson like the highest grossing actress. And I agree, man. She yeah. is gross. Right. And always high. <laughs> Blech. She's the best. How dare you say something about Scarlett Johansson? She's the best. <laughs> I guess. So yeah, Walter Matthau right, did so much ad-libbing in this film that they, you know, said he deserved a writing credit. I mean, he wrote two scenes, uh, but he never pursued right. it. Uh, so he's not a writer on this film, although perhaps he should be credited. It tipped off. It tipped off the, the novelist Garfield. He said that's worse than nor he's worse than normal. Is it normal the cat? Oh. This comic strip Garfield. What is it? Ode Odie, oh, the dog. Odie's the dog. Yes. Yeah. Odie. Yeah. And then Mathau was the Odie to Garfield's Garfield. <laughs> so irritating. Well, well put. You can tell like Mathau's tongue. Wow. So this is great. Get to see her leave the house. Oh, he's he's stiffing her. Stiffing this guy. Well, yeah, she invited the CIA guy in, and then she said, I'll get you ice for your drink, and she left. And this is one of the things that's like, he's in the village, and then he's uptown in Central Park, and I'm like, no way. She's now going to the ferry that <laughs> takes you from London, uh, from, from uh, Amsterdam to London, but there's no way she could have gotten there from Salzburg like it would have taken her a day's drive, so the internet thought that was interesting. Yeah, let me see if I Jewish have that here for the exact uh, continuity errors. They shot this in eleven weeks. Well, I... That's pretty cool. Yeah. I have a continuity error. There's a no hopscotch in this movie. Yeah, there is no hopscotch. This is the publisher. He's meeting with the publisher. And right. it's down to the point so where he's got, you know, it's the last chapter they're waiting on. And they're at a British pub with some pints. Right. So what's your favorite uh, Walter Matthau, Jack Lemmon movie? Because they made like eight of them together. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess The Odd Couple. Did you know The Odd Couple was Walter Matthau's big break? Oh, that's interesting. Well, because he did a lot of Neil Simon movies. But I guess he did them afterwards. I'm thinking like California Suite. That's cool. Yeah, I don't think uh, it was a phenomenon as a play. I know that the original play actors weren't in the movie, but 
Right, yeah. they were. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the cartoon Odd Couple where it's a dog and a cat living together? Yes. <laughs> and there was Cat Dog, Little Old Cat Dog. Is that the one you're thinking of? Like when the cat and dog are stuck together, like. Yeah, right. They were the original Odd Couple, Cat Dog. <laughs> so, um, talk about the California Suite. And um, David Mathau, the son, is also in California Suite as Bellboy. I got your monkey wrench. I mean, your coffee. Do you notice the Mozart book in the window of the bookstore you walked in? Yes. Well, yeah, you've seen this movie four times. You yeah. probably noticed the, when the wheel changes. He was in three episodes of Battlestar Galactica as operative. Reed's pretty good. Check this yes, out. Yes, Commander. In 77, he was in The Goodbye Girl as Furniture Mover. <laughs> Only the, yeah, I mean, he got a SAG card and a uh, union card for that. The thing is, what's going on with, with Walter Matthau? Do you think David with Matthau was like, I'm going to make it on my own, right? I'm pretty sure that his son... I gotta mix up with uh, I gotta mix up with Danny Houston, the the son actor of uh, uh, of John Houston, the director actor. Right. But I think like one Walter Matthau's last movie was directed by his son. Oh no no I would have caught that. No he's been in Edgewater, New oh. Jersey for twenty five years. He's been on the radio as a reporter. Nice. Traffic and weather after this. <laughs> no, he's an investigative journalist like um uh like nine eleven stuff, like um what there was others uh it's not jumping to mind because I didn't write it down, but he was part of a lot of uh investigating a you know, like Bridgegate and stuff like that. He's he's a serious guy. Someone's got to cover Bridgegate. Yeah, someone's got to cover Bridgegate. Yeah, that went nowhere. The Supreme Court dismissed it. All that for that. Well, all that was to, like, say, Christie's a skunk, which I agree with, but I'm saying they were just trying to get him. Yeah. They were trying to nail him. Yeah. Get him. I always love the story that uh, I was visiting you in New Jersey during the last election. And we were sitting at a diner, and Chris Christie gets on the TV, and he's announcing he's, he's withdrawing from the race. And we didn't hear anything he said because we were at this diner. But I was like, he's probably cursing out Donald Trump, <laughs> telling people not to vote for that guy. <laughs> he kicked that white guy's ass from Florida during that debate. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, well, Chris Christie still shows up on the Sunday news shows. He's, I think he's yeah, he does, but uh, I don't know. Anytime Chris Christie says something, I just think he's saying it just sounds stupid. I don't know. Okay, so yeah, they went no, to I agree the publisher, with you. and they tried to lean on the publisher, and the publisher said the only one who can stop the publication of this book, uh, you know, is Walter Matthau. And they go, yeah, but we don't even know where he is. And he goes, oh, he's at the blah, blah, blah hotel. So they're like, what? And they run down there, 
and then they see Pink Panther guy, yeah. and they're like, the head of the KGB, and Sam Watterson says, this was the quid pro quo I promised him. Oh, I see. So they finally get the head of the KGB. They don't get him. And, and he wants to get Walter Matthau. So they have agreed oh, to let him tag along. All right, which explains why he's in the hallway with them. I gotcha. Remember, he let him know that they were he, that Mathau was in London trying to get published. So they're being very cautious, yeah, like yeah. Mathau's going to jump out with a gun, but Sam Watterson knows he would never do anything like that. Right. Well, it's hard to shake off that spy thing. Well, it's more like it's more of the movie saying Ned Beatty's a boob. Do you remember the time you were having a picnic? I think you were with the lady spies, but you were there just as a black spy. No, and I, I put a bomb in the picnic basket, but it winds up the picnic basket was a bomb itself. <laughs> Is that what happened? And you got blown up. Now I remember. Yeah. My my wife hat flew upwards and my teeth flew at another angle and you gave the peace sign. So they don't find Walter Matthau, they find a recording. And basically he's taunting and teasing them and saying, here's the final chapter of my book. Now are they sure it was Walter Matthau? It might have been Rich, uh, Rich, Rich Hall. Hall. Rich Little yeah. doing an impression. The best Walter Matthau impression ever was in Jaws. Do you remember that? Richard Dreyfuss? No, you know, I, I, he doesn't. I don't remember it. I haven't seen that movie. So you never saw Jaws? Okay. I saw 20 minutes of it, and I said, yeah. Hit pause, hit pause. You, you <laughs> go to 123moviesfree.com. And I'm not endorsing 123movies.free. Fuck that. So you can Jaws, see the whole point of this podcast. The whole point of this podcast is that you can see these fucking movies on a legal system called YouTube. Oh. And it's, it's not legal, but YouTube makes their money by having guys like Adabix post uh, Criterion movies full length. Right. Right? We watch it. They get, they get the eyeballs. They're not, they're not, you know, they're not suffering it. So I, I feel okay watching a movie, free movie on YouTube. One, I'm paying for the internet service. So it's not necessarily free. And two, just... Google's making a fortune by this shit, you know? So if they can get away with it, I'm going to watch it. But 123movies.crap should go fuck itself. That's no fun. Okay. Just wait to see movies. When the, when the world comes back together and they open up the library, you can wait in line six feet apart and then go pick up some DVDs. You know? It's, then that's free. It's, you pay for your taxes. Gotcha. Well, when I just, I, I just don't endorse cars. I in I have to endure ads, so I'm paying for. I know, it. it's just the Okay, so they didn't find him. They've quit. He's got the last chapter out. They're all bummed. They're like, "Good night." And Sam Waterson is winding down for the day. He's going to browse to one, two, three. Movie. No, he's not. No, he's not on this watch. Not on my watch. Because it's nineteen eighty. He's gonna go to the public library. He's but gonna who go does to find with a gun in his hand. That's not like him. 
Wow, that's his buddy who's been putting up with him the whole time. That's right. He goes, I'm going to shoot you if you don't sit down and I tie you up. Now, I get uh, Sam Watterson and Jerry Orbach mixed up, especially during, like, when they're young. Oh. I, con I connect them to that TV show. Gotcha. Uh, he was in Oliver Stone's Nixon, Sam Watterson. He was in John Waters' Serial Mom. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I remember. He was the dad. He was in Reese Witherspoon's Nick first feature film ever, Man in the Moon. Um... And oh, he was a bunch that. of Woody Allen. Bunch of Woody Allen. Yeah. Hannah and her sisters. That was no good. Difference. Yeah. Well, that was right right before the, the controversy broke. Or it, So it was like his one good movie. You know, I, I went to Brandeis University, and they quote that movie because there's yeah. a part where he, one of the sisters, the rest of the said, oh, you must be smart. You went to Brandeis. And that became a T-shirt and a... Is an, an ironic uh, affirmation. And then, you know, he found out he was sleeping, and then all that shit came out, and people were like, fuck it. Yeah, and I am too. Now, so Sam, he's, Sam Waterson's trying to talk him out of it, and he goes, no, 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 you're going to help me, Sam. And he goes, I'm not doing you any favors. And he goes, you already did. You knew I would never use this gun on you. You knew it. And then he finds out there's no bullets in the gun. So Sam Watterson right. even did do him a favor, a huge favor. Okay, the strip is coming in an hour. Act surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, no bullets. No bullets. The Thieves' Cove. I can't wait to check that out now. Well, we'll we'll talk. I, I I might be able to hook you up, but everyone else, you got to pay. You got to pay that filmmaker. Oh. Actually, I can't hook you up. I told the filmmaker I would I wanted to do that. I I will absolutely pay to see your sixty seconds. Uh, Tony Sparks from San Francisco Comedy plays bartender Tony Sparks in the movie. Mm hmm. There's a lot of comedians in it. Uh, one of the stars is a comedian and. A lot of comedians play the victims of pickpocketing. It's good shit. Dude, it's a tr film noir, trashy crime drama. Uh huh. Now, for the first it's time. It's no hot star. Right. I gotta play the audio because it's Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay. All right. He's Rock like, I know roll. it's you, Dad. <laughs> Are you playing the audio? Oh, I'll play it. Yeah, of course. In his room. You better cut him loose. What? Who is this? This is Elmore Roosevelt. <laughs> I know it's you, Dad. <laughs> oh, not this again. Dad. Now, we're coming to the end of his big plan, his big plot. Uh... And he's making the final arrangement to get picked up by Latoya Jackson. Oh, good. I was wondering when she would come back to this movie. Oh, she's been in it throughout. She's helping him, you know, distracting the CIA and uh, mailing chapters. You know, she's doing her part. 
But for the first time in the whole movie, something happens to Walter Matthau that's not expected. He comes out of the phone booth to find a flat tire, and this wrecks up his plans. Oh, that's cool. I like when movies do that. Yeah. It's a now, comedy. They should be escalation. If you look at the tire, only the bottom is flat. Well, the European tire, I guess. Yeah. You can, they're quality tires. Even if you get a flat tire in Europe, the top part is still okay. Yeah. <laughs> so who oh, the last time was so tired of this conversation. Oh, so things are falling to shit. Having a bit of problem, eh? Yes, I, I don't know. There's no spare. Uh, well, you know, Carl, stop your stereotypes. You know they say, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's all this then? <laughs> Tell me, is your name Bobby? That's that's not funny, sir. Look, look at him driving. He's not even using his hands. Did you see that? Yeah. That's reckless. Wait a couple of seconds. Look at him. Hey, old Carl. And they're driving the wrong side of the road. Am I right? I yeah, am right. The, thing. It, the English are so crazy. They drive on the wrong side of the road. But since they're all crazy, it works. It's like a system. Yeah. It's like they're they all doing it. it wrong. So it works. Even the car makers. Yeah. Don't get me started about the toilet flushing. Goes the wrong way. <laughs> That's Australia. <laughs> uh, this these interior sets need more clutter. Right. Yeah. I I do love the movies that come out in 1980 or 1990, where you just can't tell fashion wise or style wise what decades they're from. It's still kind of 70s chaotic, but 80s three piece suit. Gotcha. You know. Yeah, transition times. Yeah. Those films deserve Criterion Collection. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite version of Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Sonic the Hedgehog or the Sonic the Hedgehog: The Criterion Collection? I never saw Sonic the Hedgehog. I never played it. Don't know a thing about. Oh, it's available on what two three movies? <laughs> I guess your joke is that it would never be in the Criterion Collection. Okay, now this one, well, Bobby. The black and white version. Right. Yeah. Right. That's it was stylized and you know in the original uh, Nintendo sixty four yeah. version. So now the one Bobby gets suspicious. This bloke looks like a lot like that missing American. He does. <laughs> now the point of Matthew um. tying up uh, Sam Waterson was really to reveal. Don't bother going to the airport to find me because I got my own biplane that I bought. Okay? And, right, I remember that. But then he called up as Eleanor Roosevelt and set Sam Watterson free. Now, the the cop is like, excuse me, sir, do you have some identification? Walter Matthau screwed. Oh, yeah. But the passport looks authentic. Yeah, oh, look at the State escape. Department. So he gets a paper clip. Yeah. And he's basically going to short circuit the lights. 
not do this at home. Right. We do not endorse if, this. If at you home. are going to, yeah, I'll at least lick it and lick it with your tongue. <laughs> do not stick a fork in there. Yeah. So. Whoa. Yeah. Magic. And what does he do? Steals a cop car, for goodness sakes. Yeah, he's a, too good of a spy. Can't outsmart him. He's even got the lights on like he's a real cop. Oh, look, it's it's Beachy Head. I, I grew up in this neighborhood. And Uckfield. Oh, yeah. It was Uckfield. <laughs> yeah. I grew up oh, sorry, in Uckfield. <laughs> it's Uckfield, New Jersey? Fuck Eel, New Jersey. Right next to a bunch of yeah, right next to Edgewater. <laughs> wow, what a coincidence! Yeah, David Mathau so was a, my neighbor. Yeah. I'd see him mowing the lawn. Was he a television reporter or a radio reporter? Radio reporter and New Jersey one hundred one point five. See, one time I put um, recyclables in the garbage, and he began an investigation. Son, bitch. I saw that he approached you. It was great radio. So the she's look like, he gave. You're in a cop. You stole a cop car, and he's like, it's the only car that had gas. And he goes, meet, wait right here for me. If I'll be back in an hour, and she's like, I would wait a million years. Kissy, kissy, kissy. Oh, and yeah. no mention of grape coupon. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? That coupon has gone bad. It's all gray. Yeah, I know. But you prefer yellow coupons. I do. That's when it's fresh. Okay, so. Keep your hanger on. Yeah. The chopper shows up just as he planned, and he's really just pretending to get into the biplane. He's got his remote control, you see. Wow, this guy thinks of everything. Except flat tires. Well, good. That You know, I like movies like that. They shouldn't all be like flawless superheroes. They should, shit should happen. Yep. Huh. There's helicopters in this movie. Helicopters. Yeah, there's so many copters. There's like helicopters. Carl, this is a family show. There's helicopters. <laughs> Good one. This is a. If you find that joke funny, donate it to Muni Radio. Really? <laughs> Okay, now, well, this movie what the has, movie doesn't yeah. do is show how Mathau sort of disappeared and they think he's on the plane. How did he sneak away that they couldn't see him running across the field? They saw him all this other times. There's this giant field and he's not even there. Now, Ned Beatty will have none of this. He's going to shoot that biplane out of the sky, goddammit. <laughs> you sound like him. There's one. A little bit if you know. I'll do. Here's my impression. Are we going to Addis Ababa, Mr. Luthor? 
It was fucking great. Who knew Luke Slesser, uh, Luke Slesser had a uh, little sidekick? He was in the second movie too, right? As Lex yeah, Luthor's buddy. Uh, and then, I don't know if you ever saw Superman 4, the one that Christopher Reeves directed, but no. Lex Luthor has uh, a, like a cousin. Like John Cryer plays like a young sidekick. Deliverance Well, they showed him with a gun in the first act, so he has to shoot it at the last act. Because we know he's a good gunman. They're, they're just trying to say he's a boob. He's going to try to shoot him out of the sky. He's already upside down the plane. Oh, no, I take that back. He's oh, I was right. No, oh, I was wrong. Roll. Pretty cool remote. I think it's an Atari 2600. Magnum Lux. That baby was great in network. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that speech he gives? Like, can you quote it? And it's very relevant to today. There's only, there's no country, there's only AT&T. That's a great speech. And he comes born again. The great, he shows up, Harold, uh, Howard Beale shows up the next day and he's like, check out ABC's fall lineup, it's swell. If you mad at Helen and can't take it anymore, act body spray, it's the way to be. Yeah, if that movie's really relevant. Yeah, 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 I love that song. Wow, a lot of oil barrels in this movie. Right, so he ditches the remote control. The plane has blown up. He's dead, they think. Like in the novel, he faked his own death. Right, but in the novel, he fakes his own death and leaves the memoir there so that it doesn't get published. Like he was just screwing with Oh, so he walks away. Yeah. I think it's a better ending with him publishing it. Yeah, I agree. You know, you, 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 you have to leave with the girl and, and you know, get the right. gold or whatever. And the last scene we're going to see in the film, which is coming up, uh, is Walter Matthau wrote. We've only oh. got minutes left. So if this uh, show goes longer than two hours, Walter Matthau dies at the end of this movie. So that's the end. <laughs> I really had you going with that death thing, uh, with that one movie, uh, Kung, uh, Kung Fu Machong 2. Yeah, I really, you were pissing me off. <laughs> you were like, oh, she dies at the end. I'm like, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> Don't tell me that. And then you told me my epidermis was showing and I had to go to the emergency room. It was really embarrassing. Well, he was right. Your epidermis is showing. Well, it wasn't. I was wearing a mask. Now, here we are. Number one bestseller, 14 weeks. And you should listen to the audio when... All right. I'm a couple of seconds off. For Mozart. Oh, that's Mozart.
He's a Sikh. Oh god, he's killing me. Wait a minute, Latoya Jackson, how does she know this guy? <laughs> this is indefensible. Is he wearing brown face? <clears throat> She's scolding him, you know, you're going to get caught. Right. He has a good mustache, though. And she's going into politics, so who cares? Right. She kissed the Sikh to be, you know, because she's liberal. Right. These bookstores are great. I miss bookstores. Again. See how they oh, put them all up and didn't put them on the shelf so your eyes wouldn't be distracted? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what they did in the TV show Search Party. Thanks for reminding me. Featuring <laughs> David Mathau. Yeah, Ross. Where's, let's see, uh, Carla, Lucia Sororian. Yeah, Sororian. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had just watched an official Criterion Collection on, uh, entry, Hot Shots. 1980. Carl, what did you think of the movie? I loved it. It was great. It's very rare. It was good for your show, too, but it's rare that we see a film. I mean, after Sir Billy, thank you, Michael. Thank you. Uh, you know what? Let's never talk about that movie again. I don't even <laughs> Let's never bring it up. I don't even want to air Let's it. Let's not. I agree really? with you. I, I'm going to say on our podcast, the last recording, we did a movie. It was so bad. I, I thought I was terrible on it. It's a terrible movie. All right, so should we? But you didn't hear yes, yourself. We'll just have, on it. We'll, you didn't make a recording. Uh, my brain made a recording, and when I played it back, I was highly disappointed. All right, let's talk off air. If you really don't want me to upload that, I'll upload this one. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a favor. No, let's talk about it on air. We're doing a favor for our listeners. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so, so Billy can sit there as a just in case, you know, we're yeah. ever in trouble. We would never say. We never broadcast a terrible episode unless we're missing an episode and we have a backup. <laughs> so. Well, we do this every week. We, of course, as I mentioned, we first uh, our episode first streams live. Uh, well, streams every Sunday at two p.m. and then you can follow our podcast at LWAFLMOYC. Next Sunday's movie, Carl. I'm really excited about this next week's movie. Uh -huh. This is a film, as you know, came out in 1999, and as we know, that was the Greatest movie year ever, best movie year ever. Except this movie, I don't know. I think it came out in 2000. It's called Mr. Accident, and it stars, yes, young Einstein himself. Uh -huh. Yahoo Serious. Do you You're remember young, young Einstein serious. from the 80s? I'm reading Yahoo Serious right now. And it's on Google, ironically enough. Uh, we're going to play the trailer. I'm going to just stick my phone into the headset. It's a movie called Mr. Accident. It's available on YouTube. We'll be watching it next week. If you want to check it out beforehand, of course you should. Uh, but let's hear the trailer. Oh, wait. I, we still got Mozart from the last movie. What was your favorite part of Mozart when he uh, sh uh, shakes his fur all over Charles Grodin's bed and gets water everywhere? That was terrible. <laughs> Mozart! That was Mozart, too. Oh, yeah. That was Mozart, too. 
Mozart was the third. My favorite, okay, so here we go. Uh, yeah. My favorite part about Mozart was he, when he embarrassed Sol, Solieri. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Amadeus. Did you see Amadeus? I I must have must have been a double feature with Jaws because I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to okay. Press pause. Leave the house. <laughs> go see that immediately. Okay, so Mr. Right, accident. I'm, I'm, I'm at the film forum. <laughs> Mr. Accident. We have we're gonna play Mr. Accident VHS trailer that's available from our good friends at their channel Video VHS. Video VHS trailer. trailer. Okay. Uh, let's start it. Here, three, two, one, go. Pathetic features. I miss Yahoo Sirius as a fart attack. What an accident! <laughs> we are not taking your policy. Oh, what an accident. Right in the nuts. <laughs> he didn't get chopped by accident. Australia? Yes. That was priceless. Oh, this is going to suck. Are you laughing at the time? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I'm tired. I'm pissed off we watched a good movie. So we're watching Mr. Accident or Yahoo Serious next week. I'm sorry. It's making up. I apologize for playing Hopscotch from uh, Death Wish director Ronald Reams' first Monday in October shit. De Death Wish. All right. What? Death Wish author. Right, but the director of First Monday and I, and I right. enough of this high, high class talent. High well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, high falutin. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have no class, and we're proud to have it. That has been let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. L W A F L M O Y T the Waffle Month, and we're of course available everywhere. We'll be back next Sunday. Uh, keep listening to Mutiny Radio. Uh, just go ahead and put it on. They've been doing some great stuff during the during the pandemic. Some really interesting uh, radio plays and and just a lot to check out. Uh, all right, hey Carl, that's been our show. Thank you so yeah. much. It's been good Thank talking you. with you. Thank you, Michael. Okay. See you next time. Okay. Bye. See you next time. Thank you. Guys.
four weeks and you haven't actually been able to listen to us as well due to the fact that we've had some mechanical difficulties and uh, things sounded rather kind of funny so anyhow uh, we're here at the mutiny radio in the heart of the mission thank you for being here on racers alley and uh, a lot of things been happening over the past month you know got a bunch of racing going on and uh Boy, there's been a lot of rides. Uh, I think the Curb Unit had a ride. The Dames Don't Care had a ride. The Women's Royal Ratty had a ride. You know, so it's a, it's a lot of neat stuff going on. And uh, basically, uh, well, uh, we'll go over that tonight. I'm kind of uh, right now winging it. So give me one second while I actually put on some music and be right back. Here. You see how Lucky threw a menu on the floor? <laughs> he did. He did not want to eat. Get this yeah. off. Chicken fingers. What kind of fucking video is this? Uh, this is my joint. We don't do chicken fingers. <laughs> Hi, cool. Can I get you an appetizer combo? What the fuck is that? Oh, that's uh, chicken fingers and uh, egg rolls with uh, popcorn shrimp. Yes. So now Lucky's like, what's the idea not paying off last week? He's like, well, I w- warned you about that raid. I thought we'd be square. And he goes, no, 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 no. Pay me. Oh, there you go. I got to pay. Oh, you talking about the raid at the beginning of the film? I don't know. I don't think so because that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, no, there's my. Oh, look, I'm out behind. Oh. Look at you. You leave my sister alone. 
May? May I? Oh, May. yeah. It's too late. I love your mind. Alright, you. Alrighty, welcome back to Racers Alley. Anyhow, uh, yeah, it's Alex here, and thank you for joining us here at Meany Radio again, uh, Racers Alley here on the Heart of the Mission. And uh, boy, oh boy, like I said, it's been three weeks since you heard from us all. And uh, let me push the record button here so we'll actually go on live. Uh, Bam. So I think we're recording and we're live now. So at 6.03, welcome to Racers Alley here at the Heart of the Meany Radio. Anyways, um, boy, like I said earlier, we had a lot of rides going on with a bunch of uh, organizations over the past weekend. You got the Dame Stowe Care running, the uh, Women's World Rowdy Riders, and uh, I think the Curve Unit Girls as well. Uh, tonight we're going to have actually... Um, the machine uh, is going to be here and uh, tell us about some stories about riding and such. And uh, got Milk Great Brian back, and he's going to be spinning some tunes. And uh, Wade Boyd, uh, Subculture Racing, will be in and uh, discuss, actually, uh, exciting news about uh, his other half, Christine, who's also a world-renowned racer on a sidecar. Uh, she's opening a new restaurant here in the uh, Lower Haight called Berliner Berliner. So it'd be great to listen and uh, hear about that as well. Uh, so uh, give me a few minutes here and uh, we'll get some music on, get our stuff together and be back shortly. Right? <laughs> Will this work? We'll see. It worked. Cheers.
Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Racers Alley, and uh, you know, uh, I've been told now we gotta have a little break in between music and let you all know that we're still here, especially since we've been off for a month. So, anyways, welcome to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission, and we got Milk Creek Brian, uh, Subculture Wade here tonight, uh, and uh, uh, the Machine's gonna be coming in, giving us a bunch of tales about uh, motorcycles and such. It'll be a fun time. So, anyhow, uh, we'll be right back shortly. Uh, we're just getting the show starting together and uh, chilling out before we. Uh, Go on proper. So, uh, Milk Crate, let's bring on some tunes. Yar, yar.
You are, you are. We're trying to start coming in at the five-minute mark or so every time because uh, I've heard from listeners that they don't know if we're still here or not. Welcome back to Racers Alley here at the Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. So anyways, uh, boy, oh boy, last weekend we had a great uh, uh, bunch of folks here, really. Uh, Women's World, Women's Riders World Relay. Say that five times fast. Uh, they came to the Bay Area. They met at Moto Guild over on Treasure Island. If the folks don't know about Moto Guild, it's a great place to, Moto Guild, it's a great place to actually uh, go and work on your bikes. They got folks there. They have uh, bins there and tools there and uh, tutorials. So if you ever need to work on your own bike and don't have a space, Moto Guild's a place to do it. They're on 13th Street in Treasure Island, and they got a bunch of folks there, a bunch of areas where you can work on your bike and uh, tutorials as well, which is awesome. So anyways, the Women's Riders World Relay had a great, great time there. Uh, they showed up after the Dames Don't Care, and a few other folks uh, welcomed them to the city. They had a ride through the city, and they ended up uh, going to uh, Treasure Island in the end. So that was a very, very fun time. From there, from there they went down south. <laughs> Sorry, I said I was under the weather. Anyways, um, so anyhow, they went down south and had a great ride from what I hear. And uh, I believe Emily will be here next week, and she'll be able to give you a whole rundown on how the weekend went, which is really, really cool. So uh, Women's Riders World Relay. Hope you're still out there having a great time going to California and wherever your destination leads you. You are. All right. Well, um, like I said, give us a couple of seconds. We're getting our show together. Thank you for uh, joining uh, Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio. We got Milk Great Brian spinning tunes. We got Wade Boyd uh, coming in talking about, uh, uh, well, uh, Berliner Berliner opening up here in the Lower Hate. So we'll uh, get back to you soon. Cheers.
Seats in 